Sponsor Life with Brent and Jeff. Did someone need a hug? Good evening. Woo. Welcome to the crazy show called The Altar Life. <laughs> it's not really crazy at all, actually. We're pretty subdued these days. We're getting older. We got kids. You know, not like the early days when we were just like shooting from the hip. Bam. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But hey, you're new. You're tuning in. We appreciate it. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. And we're here. We got lots of great music for you as we continue on in our Philippian series. Episode 8. Tonight's topic is don't sweat the small stuff, because all stuff is small to God. The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. With Brent and Jeff. Believing is seeing. That was Relying K, therapy, and thank you for being here this evening. As Jeff so eloquently said, we're old and boring, <laughs> and you want to keep it locked right here because of that. No, just kidding. No, The Lord is old. never boring. His word is never boring. That's what makes it exciting, is that we um, faithfully on this show... Um, teach the word and I think it's cool because as we're going through Philippians here it's it's real life stuff it's not like you know we're reading the Bible and you know some people think reading the Bible is all about it's hard to understand there's a lot of big words and uh, <laughs> you know I don't get it I need someone to like digest it and spoon feed me and you know that's that's cool I, I like to hear messages and stuff but the word of God just speaks on its own you know it's great because the spirit of God is in, in the pages and we can read these words and we can be fed um, and man, it can, it can make us love Jesus more. It does, you know, cause we start seeing how awesome he is and what he's done for us. And, you know, I used to read the Bible at one time in my life looking for th- ways to change. Like, how can I be better? You know, how can I become a better person, a better Christian? And that's a good thing. Um, but then I started, I started, you know, let me read, I got convicted, like read the Bible to see Jesus and you will be changed because Jesus does a work in your life. And that's a cool way to go about it. So as we enter in, we're starting with Philippians four tonight. Um, Jeff said, don't sweat the small stuff and, uh, you know, moving past what we talked about last week, moving on, um, pressing on toward the goal. And so he's got some closing things for uh, things to say to the Philippians here in, in chapter four, and uh, I'm excited to to keep to get into it here. So, therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. You can just see how much Paul loves the Philippians, you know, and he's dying to be with them, and um, and he's longing for them, and so he's 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 saying all these things out of a heart of love, you know, to the Philippians, which is important. You know, for us to, as even as we're encouraging our brothers, other brothers and sisters, you know, they don't need you to be the Holy Spirit in their life. And so often we try to like tell people how to live and well, here's what you got to go do, right? Yeah. Um, they need you to love them and be encouraging, you know, and in your encouraging, you can speak the word of God to them. And that's the most encouraging thing you can do. But before we have any kind of way, love is the, the starting point, you know, otherwise we're just a clanging gong, right? Like, <laughs> get away, I, you know, yeah. you don't need to preach to me, right? Yeah. Love them, encourage them. That was Can't Get Over You by Anthem Lights. That's a good song, and we are excited to be here tonight. we got lots of great music for you. Some uh, first-time appearances tonight by Home Is Calling, and uh, the good new band, and we have a couple rare appearances like Rebecca St. James and Eli. So uh, we're keeping it mixed up here on the Ultra Life, and we like that. We like how it, how it rolls every once in a while when we just pick some random stuff that fits the topic. And that's what we do. If you never tune into the Ultra Life, we pick a topic 
Uh, usually we're in a series these days, and we're going through the book of Philippians verse by verse. And um, tonight we're talking about anxiety and worry and all of our cares and, and problems and how we should go to the Lord in prayer for peace. And, and he will give that to us. And we're going to continue on in chapter 4, verse 2. I implore you, Eudia, and I implore Sintik, Sintish, however you say those names, is awesome. I'm going to name my son and daughter, Unia and Sintish, <laughs> to be of the same mind in the Lord. And that, we saw that at the end of chapter 3 last week about the importance of being like-minded with other believers. Um, because when you're at odds, that's what that's where anxiety comes from. That's where... We're like, all of our prayers are clouded with, Lord, I don't know why this person is so mean, but fix it, you know? <laughs> and uh, he says, I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. And Brent said, you know, before we started, what a perspective on these things, you know? Well, <laughs> next time you want to have a problem with another believer and be you know, write all the time. Think about the fact that their name is written in the book of life, just like yours is. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> are there any footnotes in that book of life? Or is it just like you're in there and you're which page it? is it on? Yeah, is it like, on the first page or the last page? You know, am I like in the header and they're like in the, <laughs> the, the back, the glossary? <laughs> That's what we kind of think. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I, the story revolves around me. They're just a, <laughs> an extra character there, you know? It's not true. You know, it's important for us to think. And I feel like when we get those, basically, we look at this chapter four, you know, the entirety of chapter four is gaining a proper perspective, and especially in our thoughts. But, you know, we get anxious thoughts and we get, you know, we get so off track. And it's important for us to see not only other believers, but ourselves through God's eyes and how he sees us. And I think a lot of our anxieties will melt away, you know, and, uh, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It's important because he says it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he repeats that of those things that he wants us to really pay attention to. Rejoicing in the Lord always. Man, I don't do that. <laughs> we need to be reminded um, about how amazing God is all the time. You know, and I think as we meditate on his word, we, you know, it allows us to rejoice in him more frequently you're listening to the altar life with brent and jeff brilliant the, the people that were there in philip in the, in the philippi where he's talking to the the women who he's look, saying you know help them their fellow workers their names are in the book of life rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice and i love you know we remember back before um in this in this chap in this book i'm sorry in philippians you know he says i know how to be happy either be joyful either when i'm abounding and have lots of stuff going on that's good or when i'm abased when i don't have things when i'm you know i'm just kind of sitting in prison whatever my state i'm going to rejoice in the lord because his joy is in the lord right his, his joy isn't in his, his surroundings his joy doesn't come from the things that he owns his possessions um, remember the rich young ruler who went away sad right because Jesus asked him to give away those possessions that he had. He got sad because his joy was wrapped up in those things, right? In the possessions that he had. And, you know, misplaced, misplaced joy can bring sadness, doesn't it? You know, but he's saying rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And how can you rejoice in the Lord always? Because the Lord is always worthy of our rejoicing. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Lord is the rock that we stand on and the Lord the Lord's always there you know he's consistent so whatever we liked about Jesus yesterday 
we're going to like about him today. <laughs> we're going to like about him for eternity. You know, his love, his compassion, his forgiveness, those things don't change. You know, we like certain, you know, there's those articles of clothing, right, that you love, that you like, you know, those favorite jeans. And they just fit me. They just, you know, it's like I'm so comfortable in them. And you tend to want to wear them, even though they're dirty. You're like, I could probably get one more wear out of them, right, before they go in the wash. Because you just, you don't want to put on those other jeans that are really uncomfortable, right? You, we have that mentality, right? There's those... And, and, you know, when those things end up getting so many holes and so bad that we just can't justify wearing them anymore, that is like one of the saddest days, right? Because <laughs> they were they were a good friend, you know? But when they have holes in them and people can see your derriere, you know, it's like, you know, I really shouldn't be wearing them anymore. And that's sad. And um, we get sad by that. You know, our joy loses. We're not rejoicing. We're sad, right? But think about Jesus, right? The, the the forgiveness and the love that we have in Jesus that never fades away. That's something that never breaks down. That's something that we we we're always that's always there, right? And because of that, we can put our whole rejoicing and our whole joy and all of our emotional um, hope, you know, all of our emotional energy, all our physical energy, all we can spend our whole selves to the Lord and never be cheated. You know, if you think about that, that's great. And so here's Paul. You know, sitting in prison writing this book, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It's not rejoice in my genes. It's not rejoice in my situations. Rejoicing in the Lord. Into verse 5 and 6 here. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You know, the Lord is near. And I know I don't want my gentleness to be known by all men. I want my Rambo-ness to be known by all men. My Chuck Norris-ness. You know, it's really difficult to read this verse. That's awesome. It's like, well, maybe I want my gentleness to be known to all women because I want them to know I'm like a sensitive guy. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, my wife especially, I need to be gentle to her. But to all men? I don't want Brent to know I'm gentle. (laughs) I want Brent to know I'm like garish and tough and like steel wool. (laughs) And I like kill things with my bare hands. That's what I want men to know. You know what I mean? Um it gives me anxiety awesome. thinking about allowing my gentleness to be known to all men, not the other way around. But uh, the Lord is at hand. I think that's really cool because, you know, anytime we hear that term, it's at hand. It's like it's coming. It's right here. And to know that the Lord is is near. He wants us to be gentle. And I always say that to my son, you know, we have cats and like you have a two-year-old and they're just like they want to rip it apart. Or they just want to grab the tails. I was like, nope, be gentle. That was one of his first words was gentle because we were saying it to him all the time because he's a little more, you know, tough than my older son. Like he's more <laughs> like, I'll just destroy this with my bare hands. Um, but that's cool. You know, let your gentleness be known to all men. And that's something we need to work on. I do specifically. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Period. All right, that was Believe, the letter black. And uh, moving into verse six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But be, you know, be anxious for nothing. You know, we think about Jesus and, you know, the sermon that he's, that he taught when he was on earth, where he talked about like the flowers and the birds. And he talked about, you know, don't worry or fret about anything, right? Because, um, the birds never go hungry. The flowers never not have clothes. You know, he takes care of even those things. How much more will Christ take care of uh, take care of us? You know, 
you know, he came to die for us on the cross. He didn't come to die for the birds or die for the flowers. The love that he has for us is so vast and so, so amazing that, you know, how can we not put all of our hope and faith in him? Because he's already proven that, you know, he couldn't have given more to us. So, um, and, you know, as we read in the beginning of Ephesians and in our last series, you know, he's given us all spiritual blessings through Christ Jesus. So we have everything that heaven has to offer. And um, that's remarkable, you know, that everything that we could possibly want or need from heaven or physical, whether it be on earth or whether or whether it be from heaven, you know, those are things that the Lord could easily ravish on us. And he wants us to ask, you know, and he says, be anxious for nothing. Don't be uptight about this stuff because, yeah. and he goes on, he says, because you can pray, you know, because you can talk to me, you can seek me and you can find me. Yeah. You know, James says you have because you don't ask. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. You ask for the wrong things. We don't think about prayer in this way. Like a lot of times we run to God and say, God, I'm really anxious. Work this thing out for me. We don't pray. God, remove my anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, Anxiety is something that we deal with in our culture more than ever. You know, we have antidepressants and all this stuff that's out there to combat man-made problems. You know what I mean? We we want a better paying job, which becomes a more stressful job. Then we buy more stuff with the money that we make. And then it, it causes stress maintaining this stuff that we buy. And then we're like, oh, I have so much going on in my life. It's like, well, you did that to yourself. You know, like, and I just think it's cool. I was reading... Uh, about anxiety and in Proverbs it says anxiety in the heart of man causes depression it's like wow yeah that's a true statement you know we get depressed about these things he says but a good word makes it glad so we go to the Lord we seek him in prayer he's going to give us a good word and it's going to calm our spirit you know and anxiety is something that we all struggle with in some way and it's important for us to go to the Lord in prayer with those things alright that was things I prayed for Eli I Jeff's, picked that song. Jeff's cousin. That's why we played it. <laughs> no. no, just kidding. <laughs> Fred's like, I hate that song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's got good lyrics, but, you know. Yeah. It's just a little cheesy. I just think it, 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 <laughs> the stuff that he stresses about is comical. Like, it's it's so realistic in his portrayal of what people pray for. It's great. <laughs> but your hair would not fall out in weird places. <laughs> the trivial things. But you know what? All big things Dude. and small things are small to God. So that's why we don't sweat the small stuff. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Episode 8. <laughs> don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that was a funny, funny moment for us. Um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You know, I don't know. When, I, when I'm anxious, thanksgiving isn't the first thing on my mind. Is Thank you, Lord, for this situation that's making me worry. Um, you know, it's, it's more like Jeff said, it's a prayer of desperation. Get me out of here. Kind of a prayer, right? Think about the guy, the disciples on the boat as the storm's coming and they're, Jesus is sleeping and they're waking him up going, thank you, Lord, for the storm where I know that you're going to, you know, calm it and be amazing in this situation. They're not, they don't think that they're like, why are you sleeping? Wake up. You know, you want us all to die. Like it's, it's a completely different perspective. It's the perspective we have, right? And here's Paul, having a heavenly perspective, having faith, right? Knowing that God is who he says he is, we can come to prayer and be thankful even in those situations. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was I Run to You by Inhabited. And we have time for our unbelievable segment as we make time every week on The Altar Life. 
And uh, in keeping with our theme about anxiety, one thing that I have come to know is one of my most anxious times is when I'm in the car and no matter where I turn, there's road work being done. And tonight's unbelievable segment is an unbelievably bad one, and it's road work. I think this road by our house, um, 309, yeah. was probably in under construction for most majority of my life. I like, think so, too. It was like at least 20 years. It was had signs up, road work, you know, <laughs> I two think lanes. When, you know, in the Ten Commandments movie, when they're building the temple or the, or the pyramid yeah, with, yeah. The, with the, the Israelites there, and they're like raising up the big pillars i think in the background you can see route 309 <laughs> and the steamrollers parked on the side and no one's ever manning them no matter where you go and near there's also route 202 which is like there's this bypass that they're putting in all of you people that don't know where these routes are just go on google maps and look up route 202 you can find out exactly where we live um, <laughs> google earth or whatever it is and you can they're just blocking not only does it affect the road but it affects all the outlying roads that are somehow related in some way and it's the every it's like oh man road work okay let me turn down this road and it's like oh oh here's more like but no one's ever doing the work no one has their hand to the plow well, we know the road's not working yeah i mean <laughs> i mean the, 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 that's why they're trying to fix that's it that's what they're trying to say the road's actually working and this is a really bad road so it's gonna take a while <laughs> road work in progress <laughs> the road's like lazy because we know it's not men working that's for sure <laughs> There's my tax dollars hard at you work. Like the sign that says men at work, and they're all sitting there, like looking at each other. There's always one guy doing the work, yeah. and there's four people pointing. Like, <laughs> what kind of job? I want to be got the pointer. His foot up on the, the, the What do you do? I'm a, I'm a union pointer. I just point. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're like, shop. Bum, 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 bum. you did, you know, like road workers. Local 47 is going to be beating down our door. <laughs> How dare you criticize us? <laughs> Unions are what this country is built on. Those people work But hard. the roads aren't built on Unions. You know what? When it's 100 degrees out and they're laying tar, I'm glad I'm not them, though. That's so, true. Anyway. They're not hurting. Shout out. Shout out to the construction <laughs> workers. Next up. Get, we, our ro- get our roads done. Please. <laughs> please. We want to drive in our comfy air-conditioned cars while you're out in the heat and sweat in the tar. This is The Ultra Life with Brandon Jeff. Hour two of episode eight of our Philippian series. And we're in verse six which is where we've been setting up camp in the last few segments, and we will continue as well to move to camp on. out here, yep. right? Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And we're not re- making our requests known to God because God doesn't know already. Yeah. It's not like, oh, God, um, by the way, you should pay attention. You know, back, <laughs> back to the disciples in the boat, you know, um, it wasn't like they needed to remind, like, wake Jesus up and remind him that they were going to die. Like, he's Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> like, you think about how ludicrous that sounds to even say that. Um, he knows. But, you know, the other side of this is he wants us to talk to him. You know, it's amazing when we pray because, you know, when we pray, um, a lot of times I find that for my own, for myself, me just praying and talking about things with, the, with God and letting him know where my heart is, whether, but even if my heart's not in the right place at all, you know, it gives God an opportunity to talk back. It gives God an opportunity to commune and fellowship with me and sometimes change my heart or focus my prayer more or give me joy, even though the situation is what it is. You know, it, it, it gives an opportunity for Christ to actually start working in my life, you know, because my initial reaction in the flesh is to be anxious is to worry is to freak out right freak out moments right when he's like 
we should brag because yeah. you know. <laughs> and I think that's natural, and I think that's why he's talking here to be anxious for nothing but pray. Because when you pray, you start sharing your heart with the Lord, and He has an opportunity to work. Yeah, I think a lot of times we get pent up, and even though we're like, you know, God already knows, I'm not gonna. But it, it's healing for us to unload sometimes. You know, it says, "Cast all your cares upon Him, because He cares for you." That's a verse in the Bible. You've read it; it's probably up in your house. But <laughs> it's on the cabinet that you just need to redo because they're falling apart, that causing you anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you put it up on the refrigerator that has just broken and there's like water pouring out of the bottom of it. It's like, cast all your cares <laughs> because he cares for you. Or it's on your bathroom mirror and every time you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so old and my body's falling apart. And It's okay. God knows those things. He wants us to open up to him. If you miss The Altar Life, log on to www.thealterlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. All right, that was Peace of Mind by December Radio. We're moving into verse 7. And the reason we make our requests known to God is because then we get to have the peace of God. <laughs> you know, he gives it to us when we, just like when we confess sin, you know, that God, he knows we sin. God's not like, what? Oh, no. I, I misjudged you. You know, it's the same, same concept, basically. Like, we know that God knows that we sin, yet we still have to confess. We still have to get in line and, and say the same thing as is what confession really means. It's the same thing with our prayer requests. God knows we need them, but we still need to say them to him because we need to have that relationship. And that so God can say, okay, you're open. Like when we're bogged down, and I was saying this in the last segment, uh, we're just like filled up and we don't dump basically. <laughs> you know, that's, we have to just, God wants us to do that. To lay our burdens, that He will sustain us, and when we do, once we do that, then we're open to receive the peace of God. Because I feel like if we don't, you know, unload on God, then there's no room for Him to come and give us the peace that we need. And He says, "And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding." And aren't we glad? Because if we understand it, then we would get worried about the fact that we understood it, and then it would start the whole cycle all over again. It passes our understanding. It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And it all comes back to Jesus. And God loves it that way. He likes, he's like, look at my son. You want to know what I, how I care about you? Look at him. That's, that's where it comes down to. And the peace of God, you know, that's, we could, we did a whole episode on the peace of God, but we could do another one just looking at that. You know, our anxiety in our culture is just crazy. And everybody looks for the self-help things and like the positive, look at yourself. You're a great person. You think about it. like, then when we go through that and we realize, no, we're not, that increases our anxiety. But God says, no, come to me. Let your request be made to known to me. Give me thanks for all the things that have happened and let me give you the peace that comes only from me. And in this in this part with the peace of God, you know, and just to add to what Jeff was saying about, um, you know, if you could understand what the solution was to your problem or you could understand what God wanted to do in the situation, you would then start worrying about when that was going to happen, right? You know, <laughs> because we're we're head trips a lot of us, right? I mean, I'll speak for myself. I am, and if I knew, you know, what I know, if you know more, then you can worry more because you know more, right? Yeah, that's what the news is all about, right? Is to tell you more about what's going on in the world, so you have more things to worry about. If you didn't know what was going on in half the part of the world, you wouldn't be worried about it because you wouldn't know to worry about it, right? You know. Um, but it's cool because God, it's in this verse, he says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love that. I, the picture I have is, you know, an angel standing at the foot of your heart, you know, at the, yeah. at the door of your heart, guarding it, you know, not letting 
anxiety, not letting fear, not letting those things enter. It's like peace is here and it's surrounding your heart and not, doesn't let the intruder come in. Um, and I love that, that visual because you know, there's so many times we've been in those situations that are just stressful and they're, you worry because there's so much at stake, you know, um, you think there is so much at stake. Like, man, if this falls through, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, and, or if, if this doesn't happen, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like we, we tend to can worry and the, and the things that we have just, a, we can, we should be worried. I mean, there's things that from an earthly perspective, yeah, this is not looking good. Um, and we worry. And, you know, I, I look at this verse and, I, and I'm thankful because the peace of God, he promises as we open our hearts to him. And as we dump, as Jeff says, as we dump all those things at his feet, you know, we unload. It basically means that we're not holding on to them ourselves. You know, we're not, gri- we're not gripped by it. We're not trying to hold on to this worry and try to work our, our way out of it, you know. Um, because what if God wants to do something that surpasses our understanding? You know, what if God wants to do something that blows our mind, that shows how amazing he is in the situation and wants to show us that he's still on the throne and has some amazing end that, you know, we're just worried about this little thing that God wants to make out of this little thing. He's going to make amazing big thing. What if he wants to do that? You know, um, we wouldn't be willing to jump on that train unless... (laughs) Unless we were just opening our hearts, giving it to him, and letting peace reign in our hearts. And uh, you can send us an email, shout out at thealterlife.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let, let us know where you're listening to The Alter Life, whether it's online or on a station across the U.S. or across the globe. We'd love to hear from you. And you can do that by checking out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Anyway, we're moving on through first, no, through Philippians chapter four. I don't know why I'd say first. I'm looking at first Peter because that was the verse that says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And we're talking about anxiety, uh, you know, through don't sweat the small stuff, you know, the burdens that we kind of put on ourselves a lot of times. And we think of the word cares and we, we see it a lot in scripture, actually. When we look at the parable of the sower where it says the cares of this life came and choked out the word. And a lot of times I think we we think of that as like, you know, we just get distracted by our pursuits or sin or whatever it is. But I think a lot of times that, that can be worry. That the worry that we place on ourselves can actually choke out the word in our life. And it's important for us because remember it said we read in, uh, in Proverbs about how anxiety makes the heart depressed or whatever it was like. And it said, but a good word makes it glad. And I think that that's a tool of the enemy to bring all those worries you know and jesus talks about it regularly don't worry about this stuff that's what the world worries about you know don't be anxious about what you're going to eat or drink or wear god has peace we seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you it's a promise let's not worry about these things but we do and god's like i know you're going to but here's what to do here's the remedy for when you worry about these things come to me tell me and I will give you peace. And I've experienced that in my own life. There are situations that have gone on in my life and I'm like, there's no reason that I should have peace about this. Yet I do. How can I explain it? I have no idea. But I know that it's from the Lord. Because if it was man-made peace, there'd be an angle. There'd be something that, (laughs) you know, I'd be able to poke a hole through it eventually and I'd be like, wait, I thought I was peaceful. Oh, no. All is lost. (laughs) You know? And uh, it's so encouraging when, when you sit in that place when God says, you know, Come to me, and I'll give you rest from all your labors, all your worries, all your cares. 
lay them on me. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, right? My burden is light. You know, when so trade your burden and say, yeah. here's my burden, right? And take his because his is light. His is easy. His is peaceful. And um, you know, that's an awesome encouragement for tonight. So whatever you're going through tonight, you can take that right to the Lord and he can replace your burden with his. And, you know, just looking at this whole passage that we talked through tonight, you know, starting with encouraging the, the people in Philippi and thinking about their names in the book of life. If that doesn't encourage you and give you peace, that when your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, that can never be taken away from you. He's saying, rejoice, Lord, always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, when I look at this and he says, be anxious for nothing. You know, this is the, this is the prescription, you know, for our lives. If you're worried, if you're anxious, pray. And then if you're worried again, pray again. You know, sometimes it means, might mean that we need to pray for a while, you know, because we're, we've been anxious for a while. And that's okay, because the Bible says to pray without ceasing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop praying, because, you know, when we stop praying and we start thinking about these things back again, like a lot of times, I don't know, for me, I'll pray and say, okay, Lord, I give it to you. And then the minute I say amen, I'm back <laughs> worrying about it again, right? So keep praying, keep that communion going, and let the Lord minister peace to your heart, and let him guard your mind and heart. Um and believe that he does because he does you know don't be like the disciples that were Jesus we're gonna die you know believe that even though he's sleeping he's still gonna save the day you know and he's not sleeping he's always looking at you yeah God entrusted Jesus to carry the sins of the world on his back and he did that and he put them away and they're gone forever he can handle our cares and our worries on that same back (laughs) he's like just put them on me man you know now here you take what I have not only does he give us the righteousness that we don't deserve, but he gives us a burden that takes our eyes off ourselves, puts them where they should be. And uh, awesome. Yeah, it's really sweet. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Music, truth, real, period.